Welcome to the Loving Your Husband Before You Even Have One podcast. My name's Kim, and I'm here with my co-host, Adrian, and we're so glad you've chosen to spend time with us today. We are going to be discussing choices you can make before you even have a husband that will help you flourish in your single years and increase your odds for a better marriage later. Adrienne, we're talking about some good stuff today. Can you tell us more about it? Oh, yeah. We're going to talk about prayer. So perhaps you felt discouraged praying. Um, You're not alone. I'm sure many of us have felt that before. Maybe you've even asked yourself, does this even make a difference? Is God even listening to my prayers? Or maybe this, is it okay to pray for a husband? Do you ever feel uncomfortable praying sometimes? We're going to be talking about all those things today with a really great guest. Yes. Let me tell you, um, let me introduce our guest. Her name is Megan Sheeran, and we go way back. And um, I just, you'll have to follow me on Instagram at 61sis, and I'm going to be posting some fun pictures and giving some background information because there's just a lot to talk about. But Megan is a real gem. She has spent most of her adult life helping other younger women grow spiritually. And she currently lives in Colorado. She's getting ready to make a big move to Memphis. And she is a new mom. Sweet little Elliot is 14 months old. And one neat thing about Megan is that she has, she just knows college girls. She knows young women. She's lived the life. She's uh, served in Arkansas. She's connected with students in Colorado and overseas. She lived in Asia for years and connected with young women um, in Asia. And she has an amazing story of how she met her husband. Um, And you can read more about her story on page 149 of my book, Loving Your Husband Before You Even Have One, because it was just such an amazing story. Okay, but today, the day we're taping is March 24th. So Megan, tell us why today is so special. How did you meet your husband? Yes, so today is our five-year meeting anniversary. And we met at Mama Carmen's in Fayetteville, Arkansas. Um, Actually, I was there meeting with my pastor and Brad happened to be there. He was in Fayetteville raising support. And he basically overheard me talking to my pastor. And I think he just heard me say like keywords, like evangelism, um, you know, the Lord, whatever. And he was like, okay, I really want to go meet her. So my pastor got up for like five minutes to get me something. And Brad comes up to me and he says, Hey, do I know you? Like, just literally asked me that he's like, I'm Brad Sheeran. Do I know you? And I said, uh, no, <laughs> I don't think you know me. And, um, he's like, I was like, I'm Megan. And he was like, okay. And then he was like, I work for campus outreach. Have you heard of it? And I like hadn't, which is like, do I live under a rock? Like what's wrong with me? <laughs> I do another other ministries, but I just didn't know. And so, um, we kind of talked for a second. Um, and then my pastor comes back cause he had literally been two minutes, you know? And so then Brad leaves and, we finished our meeting, no big deal. Um, after the meeting, I'm kind of just chilling there for like an hour. And so um, I go up to Brad, Brad's getting water at the front 
like in most coffee shops, they have water places. And so I went up there and kind of felt like I was rude to him earlier and also thought he was super cute. Um, <laughs> had to go shoot your shot, you know, <laughs> exactly. I was kind of like, you know, I'm at that point I'm 29, I, but I'm in a good spot. Like I am happy being single. I loved my life. I love where the Lord had me. I really was content in that. I wasn't even thinking about meeting anyone. I was on a furlough. I was just wasn't there. Um, but I wanted to be married one day, you know? And so anyways, um, I was like, why not shoot my shot for real? Um, and so I went up there and just was like, Hey, what was your name again? Cause I've been so flustered when he had actually like talked to me. <laughs> I didn't even know, like, I just didn't remember his name. And so he's like, I'm Brad Sheeran. I was like, cool. Like Ed Sheeran trying to make a joke. And he didn't really laugh. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> whatever. Um, but then he followed me in my chair. Um, and we just talked, we hit it off. We talked for 30 minutes and just had a, like giggled and laughed and just, I, we vibed, you know, we just had a great time. We uh, enjoyed each other. And then he just kind of, um, asked me for my email address, which I kind of hoping for a number, you know, cause I thought we'd really, I was like, man, I thought we really off. And so he asked me for my email. Didn't really know how I felt about that. Just kind of like thrown off, but just didn't really worry about it. And I remember like calling my friends that night, telling, telling her how cute he was and how much I enjoyed meeting this random guy in a coffee shop. Didn't think anything would happen. He emails me the next day and was like, Hey, um, I really enjoyed meeting you. It was super sweet. And like, you know, love what you're doing in Asia. think it's really cool. And I just thought he was trying to be super nice. Cause I'm like, that's just sweet. Maybe he's just trying to encourage me. Cause he knows I'm home, whatever. And then, um, we email a couple days. I kind of was like, nah, like, I don't want to email you more. Like, <laughs> I don't want to really want to be your pen pal. <laughs> and then, um, he Facebook friends me and then sends me a message and was like, basically, I would love to like meet up with you. Like I'll be in Fayetteville in a month. Can I have your number? Can we like talk on the phone? So that's kind of how we met. It was really cool, really random, but wonderful. So that's my meeting in a coffee shop story. <laughs> wow. Well, happy meet your husband day, <laughs> five years later, anniversary. <laughs> that's so fun. But there was a lot going on behind the scenes. And so that's kind of what we're talking about today in prayer. Um why, Megan, are you excited to talk about prayer with our listeners and with us today? I mean, tell us a little bit more. Yes. Um, I think with prayer, prayer just changes everything. And so I love talking about prayer because you would, you can see like the hand of God as you are praying, you can see him answer your prayers. You can see his faithfulness. Um, and I think too, it develops intimacy with God. Cause you're like, man, God is listening to me and he's answering my prayers. Like he cares. And so that's why I'm so excited to talk about prayers because prayer, it really does change. It changes everything. I know. I've even seen that in my own life. It's crazy when you think of God and you think, does he even listen to my prayers? You know, is, is he going to change anything based on what I pray? And we really do see that happen in his sovereign will. He uses the prayers of his children and things happen. And so I love that we get to play a part in what oh, God yeah. is doing. So for full disclosure, I mean, we, we had, we've known each other, I don't know, a long time, 10 years, 15. Yeah. Long time. Okay. So I know that you've been praying a long time and a lot of your prayers didn't quite happen as magically as this one, right? 
Oh yeah. There's so many things and even so many, like maybe crushes here and there that never happened. You know what I mean? Like, Oh yeah. In general, but like even in that department, so many things that didn't feel like it ever panned out, you know, but it actually did pan out. Yeah. This time it did, it did pan out. Okay. So in the, in the book, I told your story and it was on the principle of praying for your husband. Um, you mentioned, or I knew this just because I knew you, that you kind of struggled with praying, that you, you know, you were keeping a prayer journal and you were really enjoying it. And then all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, this isn't really working. Right. Am I right? And you kind of set it down, kind of, yeah. Tell a little bit more about that. Just to start off, I remember like even hearing about praying for your husband, my first like summer project um, at like 19. And so I remember being like, cool, I'm going to start doing that now. Right. I'm going to start this boat now, um, this train now. And so I started praying a little bit here and there for my husband. I remember at some point, you know, early 20s, getting a journal. And for a while, it was kind of fun because you're thinking this is going to happen quickly. Right. I think that's my mind. I was like, it's going to happen so quickly. And then it'll be perfect. And so as my like twenties played themselves out, um, you know, I met Brad again at 29. So it's like, I was almost 30. I just start, I think there was seasons where I was like, okay, is this really working? Like I'm praying for him. Like, where the heck is he? And sometimes I would start writing my journal and I would just get mad about it. Honestly, I'd be like, where the heck are you? I'd like write that in there. (laughs) I'd be like, I am just not, is this just, can I do this right now? Um, And so I think my journey with that was I had to get to a spot where I had to trust who the Lord was and persevere, but know that he was good to me no matter what happened. And I would use those moments to just like when I was like lonely or like discouraged with it, where I just had to choose to trust God and pray anyway, and know that like, if I wasn't going to be married, he was still faithful to me. Um, So I think that really helped, but yeah, there was totally times I would get so mad because it felt like it was taking forever, you know? And so (laughs) it's cool now on the backside of it, you know, um, my husband was six years younger than me, six and a half years younger than me. It's like, he almost couldn't have come any sooner. (laughs) Like he (laughs) is, you know, I mean, he's super mature and godly for his age and is old and, you know, old in spirit kind of thing. And so he's very mature. You don't see him as being that much younger than me, but he was, and it's like, dude, he couldn't have gotten married any sooner than he did. So (laughs) (laughs) just kind of knowing what I know now, it makes sense why I waited so long, you know, it's just the timing of everything was perfect, but I didn't know it then. Right. I love that. I love just hearing about the difference prayer has made in your life that all of those unanswered prayers, I'm sure for different guys you're praying for to ask you out, or maybe guys that were in Asia, you know, all those things, but God in his sovereignty, he waited and delayed in answering that prayer so that you could meet Brad and be married to Brad one day. I love that part of y'all's story. So just in general, what difference has prayer made in your life outside of, you know, that big one, God answering your prayers for a future spouse? When I think of every aspect of my life, like from who I married to what my profession was going to be to even just the depth uh, of like intimacy in my relationship with God, 
I feel like prayer has made such a huge difference. Um, just even be able to be honest and open with God about my life and my struggles. I think it's easy like to want to like make our prayer life just sound like when we're praying just to sound so eloquent and kind of um, easy and like everything's wonderful. Thank you, Lord. You know, but when we get in the realness with God and we're in our emotions, we're in our struggles, we're in the problems, that's when God and you just like, it takes it to a new level, you know, when you can be like straight up about stuff with him and know that he is good and he can take care of you and he cares. And I think when I realized that God cared about my hair too, and that God, you know, not like he probably does someone knowing Jesus, but he cares. And then I can pray about anything and I can be raw and emotional. And this is the deal. He knows it anyway, <laughs> you know, like I'm not kidding him anyway. I might as well enter in and let him um, know my heart better and us work it out together and know him better. I love that. I think of David in the Psalms as such a great example. Yes, I was thinking about that too. If you like want a real life example of what prayer looks like, flip into your Bibles to Psalms and you can see David's heart. He's praying for a lot of different things. He's praying for protection at times. He's praying because he's just angry. He's upset Mm -hmm. with God. And then other times he's really thankful for what God has done. And so I think we see such a great picture of just that emotional roller coaster of a ride that is life and how God listens to everything that we have to say in that life. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, like when you're going through a difficult uh, trial or experience, I mean, you want to run to the people that you can just be yourself and just be honest. You know, those are the people. And so you run to, and I just think it's so wonderful when we begin to run to God in that same way, knowing that he still loves us, that this is part of the process of our spiritual growth, being able to just be raw and, you know, in those emotions and the disappointments and the joys and the hurts and the pains. And, you know, and then you see on the back end these answers to God's prayers, and it just it builds your faith and it builds your character in the process. So prayer is really a wonderful thing, and I, I I just think I know I used to go to bed at night just saying, you know, now I lay me down to sleep. I mean, it was just kind of a rote memory kind of thing, and instead of really being able to engage in a personal relationship with God, where it's like, you know what. God, I'm disappointed. I I was really thinking that life would be more like this, and it's not. And why are you, seems like it always works for everybody else, but not for me. Why is that? You know, and just that wrestling. Um, Anyway, I just, it, prayer is just such a wonderful gift. Mm, I'm with you on that, Kim. What's been a, a, a passage that's been meaningful to you about prayer, Megan? Um, so I love Psalm 16, like the entirety of it is beautiful, but I especially love Psalm, uh, or verses five and six. Um, and so it says, uh, it's like the Lord has assigned me my portion of my cup. He has made my lot secure. Um, the boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Um, surely I have a delightful inheritance. 
What like what? Why is why is that meaningful to you? I mean, because like some of our listeners may not be as familiar with the Bible, and it's like, wait, boundaries? What? What? What is a I mean, lot? <laughs> yeah. What? What? My lot secure? What does that mean? Like, what? How does that encourage you in your prayer life? Yes, um, I know it's kind of a random one. So um, I loved it, and I love it still. Is because I think I love the wording that the Lord has assigned me my portion and my cup, meaning like the Lord has given me this cup. In my cup, it's my life. It's the things, my blessings, hard circumstances, trials, things he's growing my character. And like you said, um, Kim, it's my giftings. It's my weaknesses. It's all of those things. And the Lord has specifically assigned that to me. And so I can trust that he has not put any of this stuff in my life randomly, my singleness, my my family of origin, the things I'm good at, things I'm really not good at, like all of that stuff, God is assigned to me. And so when I pray to him, I can trust that. Like I can't want to, I can't screw up his plan, which is awesome. Um, but he, not only does he assign this stuff to me, but he also wants the best for me. And I think that's where the second verse comes in that I have a delightful inheritance you know, as followers of Christ, we have that no matter what our life is looking like right now. And so I would just lean on that so much in my singleness. Um, even now, just man, okay, the Lord has assigned me this stuff and I can pray through these things and I can trust that he and his sovereign um, plan and good plan has given these to me. And so it allowed me to like trust the Lord, but also just be honest about where I'm at. Like, and be like, dude, why have you assigned this to me right now? This is not cool. Like, I don't love this, you know, and I would be honest. Mm, I love that. That's such a good verse to pray through too. If you've never prayed through scripture before, I think it's exactly that. It's get that verse in front of you and just read what it says to God in prayer form to him, just like you're talking to him. Yeah. You know, one of the things I wrote in in the book on page 149, where you said, um, it made it made her mad when it seemed like God wasn't answering her prayers. A few years later, she began to trust that God was good, even if he didn't give her her husband. She picked up the journal again. She began to pray more specifically about what she desired in a man. Praying for him and journaling about it helped me take the focus off of me and onto the Lord. Um. Then later, after she saw who God provided, she told me, it's so good to wait and let God blow you away. Why did I even worry about other guys? I just love that. Mm. So what were some of the things that you were praying for your husband that maybe you got to see God answer in Brad's life? Yes. Um, okay. So I made a list when I was like 21 of like literally like 50 characteristics I mean, that is ridiculous. And then about when I started praying really specifically again, like I would, again, like you said, pray time to time. But like when I really got serious about it, the last few years, really, before I met him, I had about five things I prayed for. It's a little more doable. <laughs> um, and so I prayed certain things. I prayed, first of all, that he would be a man who just knew what he wanted and it was, and that it was me, right? Like he didn't have to wonder and think about it too much. He just knew. Um, and I prayed like what one thing you told me in college, Kim, is that to pray for a man that loves you with a God-given love. That's just from the Lord. It doesn't almost make sense. I prayed that. Um, I prayed that he'd be super kind. 
I just really wanted a man that, I mean, treated everyone the same, which is kind and compassionate and respectful. Like if we're, you know, at a restaurant, he's respectful to the waitress, you know, I don't care what she's doing. I just hate it when people weren't, I hate that. And so I just wanted a man who was kind. Um, I wanted a man who was making disciples, which is investing his life in other men and whatever that looked like. Um, but he was a man. Uh, one thing I read about Jim Elliott, who I loved, that's why Elliott's named Elliott, essentially, is just that he was a man who went against the grain of the culture because he had integrity and was going to do the right thing no matter what. And I prayed that mm. hard to my husband, just that he would be a man who just would do the right thing, that wasn't afraid or pressured by this, like the culture around him in a sense of like, not they didn't have fun and like have friends, right? But just like, wasn't afraid to do the right thing. Um, I just really wanted a man that had just had so much integrity. Um, and a man that loved my husband, my family well, um, just loved them, had fun with them, served them. And those were like pretty much the main things. Um, wow. And that he would pursue purity and holiness and Brad. Brad is like, I mean, I'm not even kidding. Like the walking <laughs> prayer of that. Those major things would probably be what anyone would describe him as. That is amazing. And I had a similar story too. I mean, it's just so fun. Okay. So Adrian, when, you know, I kept up with Megan and we text and talk and stuff. And so I knew like, you know, her single years, cause I had had my single years. So we connected on a lot of levels, known her a long time. So then she lets me know that she meets this guy. And so she's telling me the story about how they met in this coffee shop. And I'm like, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. I go, what's his name? And she said, Brad Sheeran. And my jaw literally hit the floor. Okay, so Megan, her dad, I mean, um, when she said that Brad's parents had worked for a campus ministry, well, I was working with them at the time. So I go, Megan, I've known Brad since he was born, and I actually have a picture holding him as a toddler. And I sent it to her. You know, is that not crazy? So you'll need to watch for it on my Instagram because I'll post it because it is just such a fun, wonderful story that, you know, I didn't know you at that time. You know, I'm in my single years. I'm, you know, learning to love kids. And Brad was just, he was that kind of guy, even when he was a toddler, he was so kind. I was Aww. at a conference one time and I saw him at a distance and he just came running up to me with his arms wide open and I held him. I just, it's just really sweet. So it's just, I love y'all's relationship and everything about it. Well, thank you. It's sweet how God intertwined our relationship so well, like with you, like being his babysitter and knowing him and then being my friend and praying for my husband. Who knew it was him? I <laughs> know. Only God could have done something like that through prayer. It worked out well for you to marry a younger guy then. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. We can talk about all this stuff. Um, but I'm thinking of our listeners right now. What? Okay. We've talked about prayer and you've shared how you um, wanted you know, a, a godly man, and you've shared the things that you prayed for and how it was kind of an adapted list from when you started praying in your 20s to when you were praying in your late 20s. And that uh, you were content, you were enjoying your life, you were making choices to really embrace the 
the life that God had given you. You talked about the cup that, you know, represented everything that God had given to you and that you were learning to um, see that as a, as a good thing and that God's boundaries for you were falling in a pleasant place and you were okay with that. So you're just doing your life and then all of a sudden God just drops Brad in the, in your picture, in your story. And I just love that. But there are lots of things about prayer in this um, that got you to that point. Now, as I'm thinking of our, our listeners, what would you tell a girl who feels discouraged about praying for her what she desires? Like what, how can our listeners kind of move forward with some of the things that you've learned in prayer? Mm-hmm. That's a great question. Um, I think I want to share another verse that I thought of when I thought of that, that really helped me. It's um, Psalm, again, the Psalms, like you even said, Adrian, dude, they're just so good because they're so real. And so I love that. And it's Psalm 147 and it's verses three and four. And it says, he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. Um, he determines the number of the stars and he gives to all of them their names. So for me, I think this is spoken volumes even now, just because it shows both his, his intimacy with us, that he cares, he's going to bind up our wounds, uh, but also his bigness. I mean, he knows how many stars there are and he names them. I mean, that's insane. And like one verse, you know, boom, intimate, healing you, boom, know the stars, God, they all have names. And so I think for me, I think wherever someone's at right now, like Jesus cares. He, he cares about your heart. That's why he, he sent his son. You know, that's why he came. That's why God, the father sent him. Um, and so he is going to bind your wounds. And so I think when I think of that is like, no matter where you are, he cares about your heart and he is going to heal you. He is going to bring forth life from hard things. And so we can be really honest about our desires and we can be honest about our hurts and our pain because not only does he care about them, he cares a lot about them, but he's also huge. I mean, he knows the number of the stars and he gives them names. I mean, he even wants to name the stars. He's so personal. I mean, that's crazy. Wow. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. I mean, who, who cares what many stars? And so I just think God is so he cares so much about your life. Um, and he wants to be into intimately involved and it's just a win-win. Um, so I think just wherever, um, someone's out, I get it. I get feeling discouraged in whatever arena you do, or you're scared to be really honest, but like God cares and he's big and he's worth, is it worth giving your, your prayers to and your heart to? Absolutely. I have a quick story to share there. Just as I was single, you know, I was obviously praying for myself to uh, date someone and marry someone, but I was also praying for my friends. I had some single roommates and I was like, man, I'm going to like pray for their lives as well. And so when my friend starts dating this guy, I'm like praying in that journal that things work out. I'm like, God, like, thank you so much for bringing these two together. Please, would it continue? Would they get to marry each other? Like this guy is awesome. And I'm just excited to have this, um, you know, hopefully God husband to this girl in my life that I can just continue to look up to and admire and pray for that type of guy in my own life. And you know what? They did not end up together. And I was so sad, like in my journal, it's like, God, like, are you sure? Like, can you bring them back together, please? You know, all this stuff. Cause I'm like, I just really wanted them to work out. Well, fast forward a year later, I'm dating that guy. Like, I, I am dating that guy. And now I'm married to that guy that I was praying that would marry my friend. And that's so, wonderful. That's an amazing story. Yeah. And I'm like, 
I was so discouraged at the time, but it's like God had so much plan and purpose in like us coming together later. And yes. I'm so thankful for that. And we laugh about that story all the time now, but I was legitimately praying for my friend to marry Dave and I married Dave. <laughs> <laughs> you just never know when you start praying. You nope, know? you never you just know. just never know. And God's good and trustworthy and he cares so much for us. And uh, I love the the fact that you pointed out, Megan, that he named the stars. I mean, he's so personal that he just named the stars. He didn't have to do that. I just, I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that. Well, Megan, what's a step that a young woman could take? Maybe a, a person who really hasn't prayed much, but wants to grow in prayer life. I mean, it can be intimidating. Like, to be honest, full disclosure, the first time I prayed out loud, I was so scared that I cried. I was like, you mean pray out loud? Oh, Kim. <laughs> I know. I was with a group of girls, and I'd never done that before. And it's, you know, it, prayer can be intimidating because you you feel like you need to use certain words, you know, kind of like what you were talking about. But what is something a young woman could do who's new to praying to grow in that area? Something she could do even this week. Um, I love that you said that because I would, I would say, like, just be real with God you know, just be honest. Cause I was the same way. I remember the same thing. Like the first time to pray out loud, I was like horrified. And I remember feeling like an idiot. Cause I didn't even know the right words to say, you know? And so I think a lot of times that's what's hold people. That's what holds women back even from praying out loud, of course, but even just alone. And so I think, um, maybe even writing out like writing out sen- a couple sentences of how you feel and then making yourself pray it to God you know? That's good. That's really good step. Like even like, what am I happy about? What am I sad about? What am I excited about? What am I anxious about? Like asking yourself like five feeling questions, anxious, angry, happy, excited, sad, and then writing those out and then making yourself pray them to God and just like, be honest with him. Like you're calling your best friend and don't, don't use fancy words. Don't be like, Oh, father who art in heaven or whatever. I think that's how our culture really views it. So I'm so glad you said that. Cause I was like, um, I don't know what to say, but you don't, you're just talking to God. Prayer really is just talking to God and he knows anyway. And so just be honest with him. In fact, he's going to be more honored by you just being honest than you like trying to, to fancy it up for him. Like, so I think that could be a step is just write some feelings down and just, just even make yourself do it once. Cause I think once we kind of start doing it and we see, um, it helps us connect to God. We feel better about prayer because he asks us to pray and be honest with him. I think the more we'll be like wanting to do that more. I'm thinking of a listener right now that maybe she's like you were years ago. You know, she's prayed for a husband. Nothing's happening. She is discouraged. Her friends are all seemingly meeting people so easily. And, you know, what? what's a word or a bit of encouragement you can offer her? Yes. Don't give up. Um, you know, I think keep praying and keep trusting the Lord. I think, um, we know that no matter what, as a believer and follower of Christ, you have a delightful inheritance. Um, and I think trust his heart. Um, and, and, and if you have a husband waiting, it's hard to, it's so hard. Cause you're like, do I, you know, it's not like it's in the Bible. Megan Burke is going to be married. We don't, 
And so I think it's this level of though, like we can trust him either to work out or just to work out our desires. And so it's like, dude, either you're going to get married because he's going to bring that desire there, or he's going to change it. I really believe, I really believe that we can trust his heart. And so I think keep praying, keep trusting the Lord, keep leaning in and being real, real with him. He can handle it. He's big. Um, and just don't settle. I think don't settle. I think my friends that waited, I had a lot, I've had like a few different camps of friends, the friends that get married at 22 and that's, Hey, that's their story and their timeline. You just can't compare timelines. So you have a timeline, they have a timeline. And I think our culture really pushes, like we get married at 25 timeline. So then you're like, okay, I'm 27. What's wrong? What, what the heck? My life is, you know, I'm an old maid. Um, and that's just not true. You, everyone has their own timeline and, and a portion in a cup. So we have like really cool things that happen when you get married at 22 and really cool things that happen when you get married at 29. You know, it's just, it's, they're both really good and everyone has different challenges and good things from that. So don't compare your timeline to people. Um, but I think like my friends that got married around my age, man, they have the best story. They have some incredible stories. Like it has been cool. And so I would say like, if you're older or even your mid twenties were hardest for me, I think just trust the Lord and keep praying and be picky. This is a huge decision. Don't rush it. And just wait for the Lord to blow you away. Like he will blow you away if you let him. He really will. All my friends that trusted him have just had the best stories. And so I'm like, just, just trust him and wait it out. Don't rush it. Don't rush it. Don't try to, to make it work with someone it's just not going to work with. You know, like be picky. Be picky. Yeah. Yes, you got to choose wisely. Kim's got a whole chapter yep. on that. Got to choose them wisely. That's true. Well, okay. So I have an idea. Megan, would you pray for our listeners? Would you take a minute just to pray for them? Yes, I would love to. Um, Lord, I thank you for each and every person that um, is listening to this right now. Um, wherever they are in prayer, I pray that you would move. I pray they would see just how good you are, Lord, whether they um, have a, a prayer life that is thriving, where they're communing with you and knowing you better, Lord, or if they just feel so discouraged, they feel so apart, uh, distanced from you right now, and they don't even want to try. I pray you'd meet them where they're at. I pray they would see that you um, love them, that you were big, that they have a delightful inheritance. And I pray they would lean in and be honest with you, God, and that you would just show them um, just how deep a relationship with you can be when we pray and we're just honest with you and that you can handle it. And I pray you bless their prayer lives. They would just be honest and raw um, and not feel like they have to be a certain way, but just know that you love them and that you embrace them for um, who they are and also where they are. And I pray they would be where they are with you, God, and watch you just blow them away. Lord, we love you and thank you um, just for who you are in your name. Amen. Mm, Thank you. Yeah, that's good. Well, so um, for those of you who'd like to keep up with Megan, um, we will post her Instagram link in the show notes. It's Maggie Sharon, and you can contact her there. And she posts a lot. We didn't even talk about this, but she loves God. She loves her husband. She loves her daughter. And she loves makeup. Girl loves makeup. And she's got some great makeup tutorials and fun things. So you can follow her at uh, Maggie Sharon um, to keep in touch with her. But Megan, thank you so much for being with us today. This was such a joy. It makes me miss you even more. But thank you for sharing your story with us. And Adrian, 
It's always fun to have you right here with me. I'm so grateful for you. And for Logan, you're the one who makes this happen. And so I'm very, very grateful. And to our listeners, thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule. We're hope we hope you're encouraged about prayer today and you'll carve out a little time to pray um, to God today. Thank you so much. 